Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Thor, The Dark World, directed by Alan Taylor and released in 2013. It is out in cinemas now, so if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to come back to this episode later. First up, a brief plot summary. Thor The Dark World continues the big screen adventures of Thor as he battles to save Earth and all the Nine Realms from a shadowy enemy that predates the universe itself. In the aftermath of Thor and the Avengers, Thor fights to restore order across the cosmos, but an ancient race of dark elves led by the vengeful Malki returns to plunge the universe back into darkness. Thor reunites with Jane Foster and her motley crew and needs to make nice with a mischievous Loki to take on this new enemy. Okay, so let's talk about the fridging of Frigga. Say that, seriously, that's where you want to start. This is a that fat, was, awesome was... movie, and we have to talk about Frigga got fridged. No, Frigga went down like a badass. Yes, but she still got fridged. She may have gotten gone down like a badass, but that's still fridging. Ugh. I see. I just like. That's I didn't like you. Didn't even you didn't even go. I like this. This was awesome. This was no, super fun. No, I didn't like it that much. <sighs> really? Yeah, I really didn't you, like you it that much. You must be the only person who didn't like this movie. I maybe so, but I didn't like it that much. I don't you care. Did, what? Why didn't you like it? I don't know. I uh, I think I I sort of started getting frustrated early on when they sort of ditched the Asian one out of the warriors. Like straight off the bat, mm. and then we didn't see him again until like one shot at the end of the movie. Mm. Um, and then like, and then yeah, it, it sort of snowballed from there. Where I was like, uh, when the when Darcy's intern shows up, and I'm like, oh good, because we need a love interest for Darcy too. And then Jane is basically damseled for like the whole s- central part of the movie until the end when she gets to do some fun things. And then Frigga gets fridged. And I'm just and the and the black guy in the bad guys is like the sacrifice, and I'm just sitting there like, really, really, it's so frustrating to me that they did all of that, like, and, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it's not that I mean I'm not that into Thor. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself, and I really enjoyed this movie. Okay, and I had lots of fun. I really liked that everyone had so much more to do, even if they did maybe give them a little too much to do at times. I I liked where I liked you know, the amping up of Darcy and Selvig as comic relief. And I liked all the cool Loki stuff because, well, Hiddles. And I even liked that they gave Jane a bit more of an – at least they made a bit more of an effort with Jane. I know she wasn't great, but she was so much better than the first time around. I feel like with Jane, it's not who Jane is that's the problem. It's the way they're consistently giving her these really crappy things to do. Like she does a lot of damseling and she does yeah, a lot of I mean. like in the first one she's mostly just, you know, um just reacting uh to things. And I feel like that's mostly what Jane does. And the thing is that Jane does best is not reacting to things, but like acting. Mm. She's um very, very curious and she's brave as shit. I mean, she just like there's this bit at the end of the movie when she's running around in her big red um big red rain boots. Oh my <laughs> That squeak. What the hell up with that? Anyway, but at least she's wearing um, sensible footwear. I did like yeah. that. And mm. and like there's people, there's dark hell shooting at her all over the place and all she's concerned with is her scientific toys and stuff. And I love that. Um, I like that side of Jane. Yeah. You don't get to see that side of Jane very much because most of this movie she's sort of like, oh, there's darkness that's taking over my body. Ah, And you see it a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end. It, it's... <sighs> I don't know. I just feel like, and I, I feel like they didn't give Thor a whole lot to do again. No, well, yeah, well, not really. And I think, hmm, 
you know, I think the problem is with um with Jane is that she and Thor don't have much chemistry. Like the I don't think the actors have a lot of chemistry together, yeah. and so I actually have trouble buying them as a couple. I'm like, really? Oh, oh right, that's right. She's around. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. I think part of that is because they didn't really set it up well. Yeah. Um, I've always had a problem within the th- the fact that in the first movie, Thor's whole epiphany happens in like five seconds. Because by that stage, the movie is more interested in Loki. Yeah. Uh, And that's one of the major problems with their relationship is that even now you're still like, why are they together again? Oh, because she's the first human girl he saw. Right. Like, it's sort of, it doesn't really, uh, there's not a lot of reason why you can see them being together. Mm. They haven't actually spent much time together. Being a couple. They've spent no. most of their time together fighting evil or something. Which I'm sure is a great basis for a passionate relationship. I don't know about a good relationship. They've had one scene together, one scene together mm. in the two movies where one of them wasn't, you know, infested by darkness or fighting a, fighting evil or like there's, there's one scene in the mm. first one where they sit around a fireplace and talk. That's it, or they sit on a roof or something. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, that's their whole relationship. Mm. So yeah, I think one of the reasons it feels false is because it is false. It's forced, right. and there's not. They haven't had been given the opportunity to however, prove themselves as a couple, like Tony and Pepper. Yeah. However, or, having watched the first one the night before, mm. this was such an improvement. Like, yeah. In, apart from all the little, like in just everyone got so much more character and so much mm. more development from Thor on down, like. Odin and 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 actually that's one of those things where um they hire these really big name good actors for things and this I, I call this Harry Potter disease but it's it happened in the first tour like they hired Anthony Hopkins and Rene Russo and these amazing actors and the only sort of actor who wasn't Thor who got anything to do was Loki mm. um Tom Hiddleston and so th- this time they actually have these good actors um Skarsgård and all the others. And they actually give them something to do. Yay! About time. So that was kind of good. It was, that was just one, so much more fun too. It yeah. must such a better experience. There's one thing that I like better about the first one than the second one, and that's the first one had this kind of really um, clear visual direction that it was like its aesthetic was very uh, – I, I like the aesthetic that Kenneth Branagh brought to the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like in the second one that wasn't there as much. But that's like a minor quibble really. Yeah, uh, it, mm. it's not a major thing. It's just something that I noticed that this one was very. It was more like directing by the numbers sort of thing. Like, mm. it's just what you expect a big budget movie to look like. Mm. Uh, um, the first one was very big on the you know intense close ups and interesting lighting and interesting camera angles and yeah. and it made everything look a lot better. I actually thought Asgard, which grew mm. in the second movie, this first movie it was smaller. Yeah, uh, I, I think Asgard looked better in the first one, mm. and it looked less. It looked Kind of Star Warsy, actually. The whole thing kind of looked a bit like new generation Star Wars. Yes. Well, Asgard's a real challenge to do, I think, for a filmmaker because yeah. you are starting from nothing and you do have to make the whole world. And essentially, the whole well, thing is. Well, they weren't this time, though. See, well, essentially, but the, essentially, the whole thing is CG. Mm. And I think they've kind of gone with the same thing. But I think, do we spend more time on Earth in this one than in the last? No, it's about no, the same. No, it's about the same. But they, they the same, but- give Earth. Yeah. More to do, in a sense, yeah. than in the last one. Yeah, so we we sort of swing around a bit. It, yeah, it's, it's difficult because it does have to be all CG. Mm. So I think 
It could be matte paintings and stuff. Yeah. They made the um, it, well, even if it was matte paintings, they're still going to look a little bit awkward. And yeah, weird. but when if you compare that to Lord of the Rings, which this also had a lot of flavors of, yeah, Lord of the Rings looks beautiful. Mm, yes. The places that you go to look real and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that Asgard looked real. I f- no. it felt a little too like new Star Warsy rather than old Star Warsy, which was real locations and matte paintings. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it felt a little too CG, but that wasn't really. I mean, that wasn't my major concern with it, but it was. I think it was one of the reasons I had trouble connecting with it. Right. I just didn't. Yeah, I. I don't. I think Thor might be my least favorite Avenger, um, and it's not because he seems like a cool guy. He used to be my least favorite until I saw this, and I'm like, oh, this is so much better. But it's not the film. It's like he. He seems like a cool guy, but they never seem to really give him much. Mm. I, I mean, basically, the core of this whole thing is the relationship between Thor and Loki. Yep, and. When you have the relationship with between Thor and Loki, it's mostly Loki. Mm. Uh, I think the major problem is it still stands, which is that these are movies that hinge on Loki more than Thor. Mm. Um, having said that, I really liked the Thor and Loki scenes in this one. Like their little backseat driving exchanges and uh, their whole bit together where Loki gets this sort of redemption arc and then at the end you see that one shot and you're like, that's so great. Yeah. Um, that was all really good. Yes. That was well done. I liked the final battle as well, which reminded me of the game Portal. Oh, okay. I uh, played it. Yeah. It's, it basically you shoot portals everywhere and then you have to go through them and they, you come out somewhere else, which was essentially what yeah, this battle yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I liked I that. I loved that. That was so cute and clever and mm-hmm. I liked that things happened that you wouldn't expect to happen and it was a lot of fun, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I liked this movie more at the end than I did at the beginning. Oh, I just had fun all the way through. I didn't yeah. like to. Like, I didn't the, have fun, I, the, and I got really pissed off when Frigo got fridged. I just, I was like, because that was. They, I mean, they did it. They, they, they killed her to further Thor and Loki's stories, and not even Thor so much as Loki's again, because Loki is the main character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. Because Thor would have still done the things that he did even if Frigga hadn't died. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Whereas Loki wouldn't have. These no. movies are about Loki. <laughs> Wow, if only we knew, you know, if it, well, if only they were. But I think, I mean, Loki's their money t- money ticket. What's, what am I, meal ticket, really. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even supposed to come back for this one. It's got a different bad guy. But it, it's almost, I actually like it better when Loki's not the bad guy because he's far more interesting that way when he's, you know, Thor's bad guy, but he's not the bad, he's not the big bad. It was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought the, I, I, I wanted to know more about the Dark Elves actually. Mm. Because they were kind of cool bad guys. They were. They were um, a bit interesting. They're a bit interesting, but they they have a good look about them and, and yeah. there's this sort of dark beauty thing going on with them. I would have liked to have seen more of them mm-hmm. uh, and, and given them more to – because they were pretty – It actually suffers, I think, from the same thing the Avengers did in that the enemy is kind of dehumanized. Like you don't see enough of them to sort of learn. You don't really know. It's it's actually all about the team that's fighting the bad guy, not the bad guy. I don't know. I mean, Avengers that I guess because we already know Loki, so that wasn't as much of a problem for me. Well, we know Loki, but we had it was the the aliens in Avengers. Oh yeah, but like, we didn't need, basically. Did we need to know about them? They're they, basically just they're like, nothing, right? And that's I think the Dark Elves are a bit like that here because I was but excited. But they aren't the bad guys. The Chitauri are just the army that Loki invades with. Mm, anyway, but well, but we also there's that. Um, upstairs, upstairs scene in the atmosphere, like in space scene with the people who were leading the Chitauri, is not just Loki, right? But they, yeah. I but mean, the establishment was basically they were kind of partly using Loki, mm. but 
yeah, we don't know a lot about it, but I, I don't think you need to. I think yeah, it's basically I, I, the bad guy was Loki. I don't know. I don't. I, it's it might just be that that this kind of has the same thing with its bad guy. And I was quite excited because I was like, oh, Chris Eccleston, Chris Eccleston. But of course, he under like a million layers of makeup, he's not <laughs> entirely recognizable. But mo- I didn't most think he was that have... unrecognizable. I recognized him, and I didn't recognize didn't recognize Ben Foster, and I recognized him. Well, I knew he was coming, so I yeah, I recognized him. But I had a friend who is a Who fan, so would have recognized him, who didn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, I and there was they're also sort of hamstrung by having most of their dialogue in uh, dark elvish, whatever but it's see, called. That sounded great. Yeah. I actually really liked that language. It sounded really cool. So mm. I was actually kind of interested. I felt like I wanted to see more of them. Like mm. they were kind of this weird <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Star Wars mashup villain Yeah, uh, that could have been much more interesting than what they were given. They weren't given a whole lot to do. I think partly because they have so many characters, um, which is why things like, you know, when they have the big uh, the the betrayal, I guess, scene where they go off to – uh, to face the Dark Elves and Thor and Loki and yeah. Jane go, they sort of, and the way they sort of get rid of the warriors and Sif and oh my god, Sif, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> and Heimdall one by one. Okay, Sif, they drag her into this three, this like fake um, love triangle, love triangle that's right. cooked up. That I mean, she's better than that. She deserves better than that. Hmm. I was so annoyed when, like, I was because I was worried that that was going to happen, and then it did happen. That it basically yeah, like it, they cooked only, up this love they, triangle. It happens for about two seconds because even the movie is embarrassed by doing that. Yeah, I know. It's so frustrating to see that. Yeah, and it's it's so and it feels so forced. Although in my, uh, I'm like Sif can do whatever she wants. She doesn't yeah. have to go mooning over this guy who's mooning over a girl. Right. She's more interesting things to do. Although I did in the internet rabbit hole I went down about half an hour ago about Norse mythology. Sif is actually married to Thor mm. in in the mythology, but yeah, I don't. It's never ever been established in this universe, and it sort of doesn't make a lot of sense. And I'm kind of glad they skipped over it as quickly as they did, mostly because they had. Too much other stuff going on for Sif to but really have a lot that, to do. It means that apart from Darcy, every single female character is completely defined in relation to her like relationship with one of the male characters mm-hmm. now, with doing that with Sif. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And not just that, then they gave Darcy an intern to mm-hmm. make out with, like... I don't know. I feel and like was, she's... and that bit when she made out with him was like, you saved my life, so now I'm going to make out with you. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating to me. It just so irritated me. Mm. All of those bits just really, really bothered me. And I'm tired of having to see it. Like, I'm just sick of it being there all the time in all of these movies. But especially this one was bad to me in that sense. Um, mm, okay. But, yeah. That, I mean, I I didn't hate it. But I just, I, I didn't have the same, I didn't enjoy it as much as a lot of other people seem to have. Yeah, it's it's why I'm almost kind of letting you talk. Cause I'm like, why would she not like it? I've not talked to anyone who hasn't liked it yet. But perhaps you're looking at, you've kind of picked it apart and you can't unsee it. Well, yeah, I, it mm. wasn't so much like it. It sort of started right at the beginning, when I sort of was taken aback by the fact that they ditched the Asian warrior. Right. And that was the first thing, and I was like, oh, mm. why would they do that? That's weird. And then. Mm. Like it was Frigger a little bit later, and I was like, oh, no. And then it just kept getting worse and worse. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there were good things. Like I think ditching Josh Dallas for Zachary Levi was a good idea. Yep, agree. He brings a lot more to the role, mm-hmm. even though that hair 
It was so bad. What is that hair? She doesn't have to be blonde. Sif is blonde in mythology, but she doesn't have to be blonde. Yeah. You, you well, he made, was blonde in the first movie, so I suppose. Zach Levi's character not blonde. Yeah, because it was played by the guy who plays Prince Charming. On, yes, Josh Dallas. Right. Yeah, yeah. On um, that Once show upon about a time. fairy tales. Yes, that one. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. No, yeah, I, I thought that was an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He was definitely a, a lot more fun. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I like the Hiddles and Hemsworth scenes. Yeah, well, I think they um, have good chemistry. They have excellent chemistry. Yeah, Natalie Portman and Hemsworth, not quite so much. Although Kat Dennings and Hemsworth have decent chemistry, I think. <laughs> I would like to just see more of Kat Dennings in general. Uh, I think we probably saw enough of her in this. I think they probably took the comic relief a little too far. Like that scene, the backseat driving scene with Loki probably goes on two or three jokes too long. And um, I think the same about a few of Kat Dennings's bits. And I guess that some of it was improved and they're like, oh, we must keep that in. That's hilarious. But he, um, they probably have done maximized the amount of com- – especially with Skarsgård being Skarsgård, you've th- probably maximized your comic relief in this already. I think they needed a lot of it to counterbalance the stuff about Frigga dying and, and mm. you know, mass destruction on various worlds and things like that. I think that mm. was like a, a uh, an attempt to yeah. lighten the movie because otherwise it would be a really depressing movie. Probably would be. I think um, that was what I wanted to say, actually. The, just the ho- It was just so much funnier than the last ones. The script it's, was – you can almost see the improvement that's happened at Marvel since Joss Whedon showed up. Everyone's kind of lifted their game. And, I mean, I know he doctored on this one. Yeah, he did the uh- – And so it's just the, the – because I, the first one of this and the first Captain America, they're kind of – which I know Whedon worked on. um, And the first – the Hulk movies and stuff, they're kind of a bit – the the only one of the single character movies I really liked before I mean before this one and I don't like this one quite as much as Iron Man but was Iron Man mm. and um and that was like that was a really good sort of sparkly light script and the others yeah. tended to be really a bit formulaic and they See, were never really... kind of lifted above that with any of their scripting or any cleverness and I think yeah. this one sort of it's very much you know post Whedon um Marvel Marvelverse and it's so much better. Um, I really like Captain America, and I know I'm not, I'm not in the majority on that mm. one, but I do actually really like I didn't Captain hate America. It. I just kind of watched it and moved on. Like I, w- I didn't leave uh, the cinema in a better mood or anything. I just walked out going, yeah, okay. I uh, the only thing that soured Captain America for me was Hugo Weaving, but I think I was with the looking terrible at makeup it with the terrible makeup and the accent that changes. Oh yeah, <laughs> his terrible German accent that goes all over the place, and mm. at one point he's saying. Um, Victor, uh, he says victory instead of victory. Oh and I was dear! Like, what no, that's Chekhov. Wrong. Yeah, wrong I know. Universe. Um, it was he was yeah. terrible, but right. like, I think the things that I liked about it though were probably not the script as much. It has, like I said, the aesthetic mm. of Captain America is gorgeous. That movie mm. is so beautifully made, and the music is so much better than the music in a lot of other ones. Like the Thor music, didn't leave any kind of impression on me no but when in that little cap um captain america cameo bit mm. um the music made me go oh yeah like he, they played the captain america music and the captain america music was really clever because it it brought in all of these sort of 40s influences mm. um like and and the movie had that 40s propaganda kind of look to it i've only just remembered how much i love that little cameo yeah that oh, was that my was favorite part the of best the movie, bit. And to be you- honest and I'm so, and I really hope no one's listening to this who hasn't seen it because I would hate to spoil it for anybody. Mm. Like I'm, re- I'm not mentioning it anywhere. My Marvel did a really good job of keeping it a secret before yeah. the movie, 
came out and I just He's not I'm, even in the cast list. No, and I don't I'm not mentioning it anywhere and I'm mentioning it here, but we did put a spoiler warning on. Yeah. I d I don't want anyone to know about it because it's just so cool. It's like the happiest twenty seconds of the movie. I like the bit before that too when Loki makes Thor look like Sif. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't get embarrassed or anything. He's just like, um, it's still gonna hurt when I kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he he doesn't I like that bit too. And I I believe that that that, that scene like that whole Thor and Loki bit mm. was doctored by Joss Whedon, and so yeah. was the Loki and Odin scene. Yes, what, they were rewritten by true. him, as far as I know. But yeah, yeah, uh, that's what. So I, I, I can sort of see that in that that scene particularly. Mm. Well, I I like that. Um, I I liked the um bringing in some of Loki's powers as well, the with his shape shifting and that that sort of stuff. I I thought that was good, and I I like that we're seeing a bit more of him doing that stuff. Yeah, uh, and. Yeah, and he had this nice scene with Frigga as well. Uh, I should stop yeah, talking about her because every time I talk about her, I'm just like, so annoying to me. It just so it's it is our first fridging in the Marvel movie. Is it? Yep. Mm. It's the first time they've killed off a female character to further the male's storyline, mm. and that's all she does in this movie. That's that's all she does. Well, she no. She we have to reestablish the relationship to... with Loki. She protects Jane Foster. She's she's at least she gets something to do. Last time, I didn't even know who. Well, I was like, I recognize that actress, but I don't know who that is because she had maybe one line. Yeah. In the last one, at least we actually know that she's there and we hear her name and. Things well, they like had that. to so that when we that when they killed her, we would know who she was. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just fridging in general is just unacceptable to me. Mm. It frustrates me. Um, but she did. She was good. Uh, Odin's such a dick. I yeah. mean, he's such a jerk. <laughs> like, consistently. Also, such a hypocritical jerk because he starts off the movie where Loki comes up and he was like, I killed a handful of humans. And Odin's like, humans are just like us, but they don't live as long. And then two minutes later, Jane shows up and he's like, oh, you're like an ant. And you're like, really? <laughs> you're such a hypocrite. Just because he doesn't want someone committing genocide on another world doesn't mean he wants any of those people in his world. Yeah, I understand that, but like, I still think that was a that mm. he. I mean, he was such a jerk, though. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he. I again, I'm kind of like, I'm just kind of glad he had something more to do this time than sit there and look distant. But yes, I, I didn't. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that Odin's yeah. a jerk. He's supposed to be kind of a jerk. Yeah. It's part of their storyline. I mean, he did kind of kick Thor out in the first movie instead of trying to, yeah. you know, deal with the problems. He was just like, you are not good enough. I cast you out to Earth. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's meant to be a jerk. So that's yeah. fine. I just Who looked down at my see? notes about this movie and all I saw was hair products. And I was like, dear Lord, what was I thinking? Except I know, I'm thinking about there being no hair products in the dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them had longer, more luscious hair. And Loki somehow from being in jail to um, – going upstairs and helping Thor manage to fix his hair and get it cut. Well, he could have been projecting the whole time. That's true. Because he projects as soon as Thor walks into the dungeon, so he could have just been projecting that image the whole time. Perhaps. I don't know. I'm sure there's an explanation. I just. I also uh, I like all the human stuff. I like – I mean, Stellan Skarsgård was great yeah, in this one. He was so f mad. It was brilliant. Yes, and and really funny. And then there was that um, I had a god in my head bit. So you yeah. can see. So it makes sense for him to be mad. Yeah, and you can see the ramifications of yeah. Loki's actions over the course of the however long. Like yeah. it, it was a good tie-in. Um, 
and just getting to see Darcy and 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 Ian. What's no? I don't care about the. Intern. Do you mean Chris O'Dowd? That cameo. That was funny too. Yeah. Uh, no. Selvig. Selvig. I was trying to oh, remember, you can remember his name. His, the character's name. All right. Uh, Eric Selvig. Eric Selvig, yeah. Getting to see those guys hanging out was fun. And I didn't mm. mind Ian up until up until the point where they were like, we need to, you know, get them together. Up until then, I really liked him. <laughs> I thought it was cute. And, like, he's kind of a dope, like mm. the bit with the car keys and stuff. He's kind of a dork. Yeah, I liked he was that. cute. And I was um, quite I liked Darcy them. in general all the time. Yeah, I was happy for them to get together. Although, like I said before, I totally shipped Darcy Thor way more than I sh- than, than I shipped Jane Thor. It might not have bothered me so much if it weren't systematic in the whole in the whole film. Mm. Those problems that I was having, but yeah, right. I I I didn't think he gay offered that much either. Like I didn't think he brought that much to the table in terms of the dynamic of that group. No, no, but he um he was sort of he felt the, a bit unnecessary. Yeah, well, Darcy and Ian, like it, that was sort of a gender swapped power relation, like power relationship. So he he was like this sort of the female character who's basically a sidekick and is a bit ditzy and whatever, and then comes he, he saves her life, and that's like woohoo. <laughs> so I do yeah. you usually have the gender the the genders the other way around when the female suddenly saves the male character and then he's like oh you're so hot and then he makes out with her that's why it was that's why it was interesting because he because he really he was like the he's the less powerful one in the relationship right but as soon as he becomes the more powerful one in the relationship she's all hot for him oh wow that is disturbing right (laughs) movie ruiner i didn't make this up this is how i felt when i was watching it it's not something that, like, I've thought about afterwards and gone, I didn't like that. While I was watching it, I was going, really? Really? Oh, my God. So, yeah. And that was in the middle of, like, basically my favourite scene of the whole thing oh, that geez, didn't have Loki in it. I'm glad I didn't watch it with you. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm good to enjoy it for, like, three whole days. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I'm still going to give it a good mark. But anyway... It's, it's there's so much casual sexism and racism in it, hmm. and it's just sort of brushed yeah. off to the side. But it's all the way through it. They get rid of like the Asian and black faces early on, so we don't have to see them through most of it, apart from Heimdall, hmm. which you can understand because a it's Idris Elba and b Heimdall is like the best character in these things. That's not Darcy. Yeah, I should, just watching the Darcy and Heimdall movie would be great. He is so great, uh, and it, that scene yeah. where Thor and Heimdall are talking was like I was totally wrapped up in that scene. He's great. I'm so glad we got more of him in this movie because I mean we see bits of it in the first movie but it's just not enough. It's yeah. not it's not really shown how important he is and how it I what actually a, disagree with that. I think Heimdall is po- possibly gets the best. He probably gets uh, the third most of anyone, but he doesn't it, again, he like everyone in this movie, he's got some he's got a yeah. lot more to do. I think in the first yeah. one though, apart from like he he sort of gets more to do than anybody else in Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um and yes. they do show how important he is because when he goes down, um everything goes down. Yes. Uh so and then cuz he gets frozen by the frost giants in the first one. Mm. Um, but again, there's more to his character in this one. Yes, there a is. There's a lot on. more going on and he but he does the same thing in this one as the first one as well. He does the whole Which I can't is, betray my king yeah. thing. Uh and then <laughs> sneakily betrays his king yeah, yeah. without betraying his king sort of a thing. But he uh 
He's he's our Hufflepuff character. That's right. He's home to all the Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, and for for reference, Thor is a Gryffindor, Loki is a Slytherin, mm-hmm. Jane is a Ravenclaw, and what's his name? Heimdall. Heimdall is a Hufflepuff. Yeah, that's how it, it would have been uh, cool if we could see because they they were all in the colors too, apart from Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor's always getting around in his Gryffindor colors, and Loki's Loki's always in his Slytherin in ones. his Slytherin colors. It's great. I love it. Uh, and I liked that. Yeah. I like their dynamics and stuff. That was fun. What else did I want to say? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of things I want to say. I just, mostly I was just like, yay, it was fun. <laughs> so much better than the last one. I Yeah, and I think I've talked about how I really like the script and how it's just eminently quotable. Um, Yeah, Thor and Loki didn't actually have uh that many scenes together as brothers before either. No. There was like one before Thor went off to mm. Earth. So... Um, you actually get a lot more of them in this one. Mm-hmm. You get to actually see what they're like as brothers, and it's it's and it's such an important relationship too because it it's kind the of, central relationship. Well, it's a central really. relationship to this one, but I think it's kind of a central relationship to Thor, even outside of meant, the movie. Yeah. Like he, and obviously in the movie, it's the genesis of his character development of is his relationship with Loki, and it's it's lovely to see, and I think it's good that we get a lot more of it this time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it was important to see more of that, and I liked what we got. I think. Yes. Is the cat scratching at the door yeah. to come in? <laughs> Hi, Puck. Come in. in. But you have to be quiet. You have to come in, but you get to stay if you're coming in. Hi. Um, they are. They're the central. That's the yeah. central relationship. They're the central characters, and mm-hmm. so they need some stuff to yeah. work on together because that the whole. Series is built around them. Yeah, it's, and you know, I'm glad it did. I think if they hadn't managed to find such a good actor in Tom Hiddleston and such chemistry between the two of them, the this Thor would never have taken off. That have picked a different Avenger. Um, I don't know. They had a lot riding on it. They did have a lot, riding but I don't. On. I don't think that anybody they've ever picked a They've ever I don't done think a bad they've job ever in casting. picked a particularly bad person for a role. No, they're good. It's. Yeah. I mean, I I like Natalie Portman. I just don't think that they work. I really like her too, and I feel like she gets really short shifted. Yeah. in in that role. Yeah, that's. Ex- I think, and I know there's. A, I think she's um suffering a bit from the um the Edward Norton thing that um he his Hulk movie suffered from in that. He, she's not afraid to fight them about stuff, and for some reason, for Edward Norton, it worked out fine, and he ended up making a decent movie. But she fights them and end up ends up losing, and just gets shafted in a lot of ways. I haven't heard anything about her fighting. Yeah, them. no, this movie was supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins, and she was so upset she wanted to drop out when they sacked Patty Jenkins that she was going to drop out of the movie. But she had there was contractual things and she female director yeah female that would have been great yeah and Natalie Portman really really pushed Marvel to have a female director mm. and then um they Marvel sort of overruled her on that and I don't think that's the only thing I mean there's got to be a reason why she wasn't in the Avengers other than I, I get that she had a baby but I don't think that's the reason she wasn't in the Avengers I think there must have been something else going there but she certainly there's certainly a lot of stories about her and creative differences with the Marvel people so I'm, well, I don't know sense. if she's suffering there because of that or what's going on. But anyway, that, that's all sort of rumor and yeah, half factuals. I don't know. It's not. It's she's not. Jane is the least developed character, and it's not mm. because she's 
she could be really interesting. Mm. She has a lot of really interesting qualities. They're just not brought to the fore at all. Yeah. Even the stuff that I really like her doing is mostly stuff that isn't written for her. Mm. It's stuff when she, like I said, the bit where she's going through the battle and she's, um, she's sitting there and like, and filling with the thing to make the portals while Dark Elves are all around her about to shoot her. And Selvig is like, come on, you have to get out of the way. There's a great bit where she's in Asgard and they're scanning her for what's wrong with her and she's worked out what she's wrong with, what's wrong with her. And the nurses are like, oh, stupid human, whatever. And, but then she knows what's wrong with her, and they're no, like, it's, "Oh, it's she's not that. It's she knows what it is." She, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That she knows what it is. Sorry. No, no, no. She knows what the machine is that's scanning her. She's like, it's a something imager. I don't know. She, she, she. That, yeah, there's those little sparks of it. And then at the beginning, when she's without Thor, she's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's almost sad when he turns up to save her. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's sort of like she's better without him because as soon as he's around, then he's. <sighs> It is a really, really unbalanced relationship. Yeah, definitely. It's all him saving her. And then even at the end, she has this moment where, like, the ship is going to fall on them Mm. and she runs out and she can't move him out of the way, so she drapes herself over him and that's her big moment of, like, look how brave she is. But Mm. it gets taken away from her, Mm. in a sense, because the ship just vanishes because Eric Selvig saves them. Right. So she doesn't even get to do that. Yeah. Yeah, she really does get shafted. I, I, I'm just thinking about the relationship. Like, you can't – the relationship can't last for obvious reasons. Thor is going to live considerably longer than she will. But also yeah, – that doesn't like, necessarily make it a bad relationship. No, no, no. But – It so can last that. her whole lifetime. It can last her whole lifetime, I suppose. But, um, but it can't be much fun being in a relationship where the other person is so much more powerful than you and always saving you. And like, It just can't be that much fun. Like, I could – I wouldn't put up with it for very long. And waiting around for him all the time. Yeah. She gets so shafted. So shafted. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm realizing this more and more because I was like, she's, I really want to like her and they don't give me very many opportunities to like her. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. The movie does pass the Bechdel test. Really? When? Uh, uh, Frigga and, Frigga and Jane exchange like two lines and also Jane and Darcy talk to each other about science. Oh, okay. I suppose technically it does. So technically, I, it I, I was looking for it. And I couldn't find it, but okay. I'll right take at the you, beginning, I'll take your word for it. Actually, yeah. most of their conversations are like it's because of Thor, but <laughs> they do have a few like yeah. they do have a few bits in there where they talk about the fields and all that sort of stuff, right. where they talk to each okay. other, and then right. it's not about fair enough. A man, fair enough. Anyway, I think we so there's that we've done enough on Thor. What's okay. your rating? Two and a half out of five. <sighs> Ooh, ouch! I'm giving it four. Okay, but. Given the the conversation that we just had, um, you know, you I th- check your privilege at the door, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens this week. We watched Thor. If you want to find out anything more about our show, read our show notes or whatever else, you can do so on our website, which is silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Thor or of anything else she watches, you can do that at her blog, Silver Screen Queen wordpress.com if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter at screen underscore queens you can like our facebook page or you can find us on tumblr tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com thank you very much for listening bye bye